0: Bridge Toll California Customer Service Number Highway Miles to the Gallon Ford Focus Thailand Cave Rescue Operation What is Schema F Best Wine Bars in San Carlos California Best Western Hotels How old is Ronaldo What happened with Big Gravel engagement? How long gift? before a wedding should I send out many save the dates How the first series Use iMap to playoffs. check email find on other email clients Identify fonts from where to find Robbie were four years years Stuff Do Welcome to our March 2022 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is a co-founder and education partner at Previsible.io, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale their organic search traffic. And in addition to being our guest today, Tyson is also one of the co- hosts guest hosts of the voices of search podcast and this podcast is also sponsored by hrefs what if i told you that you could monitor your website's seo health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs sounds too good to be true well it's not because my friends at hrefs just launched hrefs webmaster tools So check out hrefs Webmaster Tools at Ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my monthly conversation with Tyson Stockton, the co-founder and education partner at Previsible. Tyson, welcome to Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. What's going on, Ben? How you been? I feel like I just gave you a promotion. Congratulations. You've been promoted from guest host to co-host. Welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Always good to be back. I mean, it's a little refreshing being back on with you. Get a little break from Jordan, but you know, always something new.
0: This means that you have to split some of the costs for all of our SaaS products to run the podcast now that you're a a co-host.
1: Always, always a catch, isn't there? There's
0: always a catch. You know, us marketers, we're all the same. Anyway, the world's a strange place these days. I don't know if you've seen it. Have have you noticed any oddness in the world around you?
1: Yes, I have. Certainly everything has been... uh... Just all over the board. I mean, yeah, obviously the news, everything going on in Eastern Europe's quite the forefront. So yeah, crazy times.
0: That's great news. It's great news. (laughs) Finally, we have something other to talk about other than COVID. And as terrible, and obviously I will preface this with we stand with Ukraine, as terrible as the news is coming out of Eastern Europe, We're talking about something different, and yet the news and the headlines keep rolling on. So it actually brings me to the first topic I want to talk to you about. What's happening with the news sites? Is this just like the winners keep winning because we keep seeing more sort of world changing events happening? Are people just sitting in front of the New York Times doom scrolling all day and all night? What's happening with SEO visibility when it comes to the news right now?
1: Yeah. And this was one of the areas that was kind of just interesting. Like, obviously, we're all, Staying checking daily and just wanting to keep informed with everything that's going on. So I was curious to see like what's been going on in this space. And first I'd kind of preface that you have kind of let's call it like four groups of websites from an overall performance perspective. And so the first one, which you know is really head and shoulders above the rest from an overall SEO visibility is going to be New York Times. And so, New York Times, I mean, we've talked about them quite a bit on the podcast here, but they're the clear market leaders in this space. And if we look at kind of how they've been trending over the course of the last nine to 12 months, it's been quite strong. And this month was no different. They had positive last five weeks, positive growth. They did take a little bit of a setback beginning of the year, kind of in January. And I believe, you know, we kind of touched on them as being one of the losers that month. But still, overall, if you kind of see where they were mid last year and where they are today, really strong growth trajectory. So I would say that they are up in the forefront as far as being like one of the leaders in the space.
0: They're the, to put an e-commerce perspective, they're the Amazon of the news space. They're the incumbent leader and it's not really that close. What about that second tier? Who's eBay, Target, and Macy's of the world when it comes to news?
1: Yeah. And so that's where I think it's kind of interesting to see a little bit of like a different performance here. And so the next two that we looked at was US News and CNN. And CNN had been kind of up in that same category as New York Times, but we really saw them take a hit kind of getting towards the end of 2020 around that core update. So over the course, I'd say the last nine months, they've been trending very similar as far as like rising at a similar time as U.S. News and declining at a similar time. But over the last, I'd say six weeks, we actually saw separation. And so U.S. News... Had a strong month where they had some incremental wins, and we actually saw a somewhat decent drop on the CNN side. So they dropped just under 10% from their overall SEO visibility, and seeing basically the reverse of that happening from US news. So, you know, there is those two websites were very, very close, and now we're seeing quite a bit of separation between the two.
0: Okay, so we've got our first two tiers, but talk to me about who's making moves in the news space. Has everything just sort of been up and the right as we continue to just doom scroll or have we seen volatility?
1: No, I mean, there's always a fair amount of volatility in the space. And I mean, if you compare these overall like news media sites and publishers in general, in comparison to like an e-commerce sites, is you see typically quite a bit more volatility to them. And so I think it's interesting that most of these websites are kind of sane in their overall like positioning, but then within each of them, you're seeing kind of reverse trends. And so the same thing that we basically just discussed for US News and CNN, you saw a similar pattern going on with NPR and USA Today, where those websites were typically trending in the same direction, pretty close together. And then this month, again, you saw a more of a separation where NPR or NPR.org had some decent gains to the month. And you saw more of a softening from USA Today. So I think overall, I wouldn't say all these websites are necessarily just going up. And these two in particular, looking at 24 months, they're down. But overall, over the last 12 months, pretty flat. Like They've had a lot of ups and downs along that path. But it is interesting seeing you have websites like CNN, USA Today, that are decreasing, and then ones like US News, NPR, New York Times that are on the rise.
0: Okay, so we're starting to see a little, I don't know, separation being created amongst these tiers within the news. Do you think this is related to the unconfirmed Google update that we've been hearing about over the last couple of weeks? I've heard that lots of user-generated content, more spammy sites. Are we seeing news being affected by the potential update as well?
1: Yeah, and I mean... That does bring us kind of to an interesting point. There was a bit of news as far as like Google updates go this month. So besides kind of what you're mentioning from like the unconfirmed, there was at the very beginning of the month a confirmation that the desktop rollout of Page Experience was completed and went live. That already was live on mobile as far as mobile valuation, but they also have the desktop one live. And then we also just recently saw the product review. This is the third iteration. They're calling it March product review update. That also was completed. And then as far as like overall, you have been the unconfirmed, which again, those are just going to happen depending on what scale and size you define it as. It could be hundreds of times per year. But I would say that there was a lot of change or a lot of movement within UGC, and so the two that jumped out at me was Reddit and Cora. Now, Quora, we've talked about in the past. They were kind of the leader in the category for UGC back in 2018, had a crazy rise in overall SEO performance. And then it really fell out down. And we talked about them again towards the end of this year in the winners and losers when we saw them increase their visibility by roughly like 50%. And so since then they've been relatively stagnant and this month we saw Cora just really fall back down. So we saw over a 50% decrease over this last month from Quora. So they lost pretty much all those gains that we talked about towards the beginning of the year, end of last year. And when we look at Reddit, Reddit's been a website that's been really strong trending in a positive direction for the last 12 months. And they're still at a pretty significant, not exactly their all-time high. And we did see a softening over this last four-week period. So I'd say they definitely didn't have the loss that we saw with Cora, where it's just a devastating, like really significant decrease of 50% or over 50%, but also seen a little bit of a softening from Reddit. And so I think the UGC is always an interesting category because you're trying to balance things like overall content quality on something that you're not managing yourself as well as kind of balancing that crawl budget, crawl efficiency, because you're typically dealing with such a significant volume of pages.
0: All right. So we're starting to see in the news category, some separation between the winners and losers. And in a related, somewhat related category, user-generated content is seeing mixed results potentially related to Google's recent update. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. One thing I'm curious to hear about, we've been hearing a lot about cyber attacks. And obviously this goes back to what's been happening with the war in the Ukraine, not to make this podcast one note, but it's on my mind, right? We're all watching the news. There's got to be some shuffling there. We're hearing about cybersecurity. Talk to me about what's happening in the cyber landscape.
1: Yeah. And so I think like first piece, calling out to your point, if you look at the overall search demand of terms related to cybersecurity, that's really an all-time high. So that has been increasing, not just this month, there was a significant increase recently on this. But I'd say overall, this has been a, a category and area that's been increasing in demand. And so then when we look at the websites, we don't really see growth in the same regard and so when we're looking at some of these websites um it is quite interesting that one there's a bit of diversity of like the types of websites and different offerings or facets kind of within the industry but a lot of them overall had been pretty stagnant one that had a strong month but it is also and if you kind of like expand that lens that you're looking at is down would be norton.com and so they have been kind of like the market leader as far as overall search presence or visibility goes, but they had a significant drop back in end of last year and then kind of continued to slide until this last month, where they turned around and saw some increased gains, but still nowhere close to what their all-time high was.
0: Okay. So Norton's seeing a little softness.
1: What about the rest of the industry? Yeah, so Kaspersky was another one that was quite interesting where they actually had a really strong month. They were the ones that we saw the most significant growth from. So they're actually up roughly let's say 25% for the month and they had had a bit of kind of like ups and downs, but when you look at them over the course of 12 months, they're definitely the ones that have seen the most substantial gains in this space. And they're actually like kind of closing in on the overall visibility of Norton's. So that would be one that I would say in this category would be my winner. Definitely, if you looked back 24 months, there was a huge separation between them and Norton's and seeing the growth that they've captured over the last 12 months. And then even this last strong month, I would say that's one that you know has a good potential to take over the number one spot.
0: All right, so we're seeing potential change at the top of the leaderboard when it comes to cybersecurity. All these things put together, you think about the news and our ability and the interest in and following what's happening around the world. People are concerned about their security when it comes to cyber attacks. And one of the trickle down effects I've seen is changing in the economy. We've seen interest rates go up. And so, you know, people are a little concerned about what's happening with their houses. It seems like the housing market 30 year fixed mortgages are going to become more expensive houses are harder to find, harder to move into, getting expensive. Are we seeing any changes in the real estate market when it comes to search volume?
1: We are. And this, too, it's like uh, it continues to be a pretty high demand category, kind of similar to the last one that we we're talking about. But there has been a bit of change over this last month and also just kind of like who's in what position again. So the Two kind of like uh, biggest heavyweights in the category is gonna be like Zillow and Realtor. Now, Zillow has been ahead for quite some time. We saw Realtor really come back over the last kind of three months. For a period of that time, they took over the number one spot, but really we saw kind of reverse performance between the two websites. So we saw Zillow having some gains this month, reclaiming the number one position. And then looking at realtor, they've actually been on a little bit of a decline since the beginning of February. And so they actually saw more significant drops this month. And just to give kind of portion of how much change that is, we're seeing roughly like a little less than 10% loss from realtor and in kind of the six to seven percent gains from Zillow.
0: So Tyson, is this just a market where there are only two dominant players or what's happening with the rest of the industry?
1: No, there's quite a bit with like the other players in the industry. I think the interesting piece from like a trends perspective is looking at Trulia, who's followed a very similar pattern to Realtor. So they've actually had the same kind of decrease or loss. like Their, their overall visibility is about half of what we're seeing from Realtor. But it's the exact same pattern that we're seeing from the same space. So I think it is interesting noting that across most of these like larger websites within real estate, this last month we saw a softening or kind of like a weakening from them. It's not an indication again that like search demand or anything like that's decreasing, but it's just kind of like, hey, the bigger players just a little bit of softening and more opportunity for some of the smaller players in the space.
0: All right. So we're seeing a softening for some of the smaller players in the space. So I said, help me boil it down. Give me your biggest winner for the month.
1: All right, Ben. I know we don't like to do this typically, but one, just because it didn't fit in one of the industries, but I would call them out as being, uh, unfortunately, the winner of the month. Uh, Google.com. We've talked about them in the past. It's been kind of we went through a period of time where we were calling them out as loser when they were dealing with some of the antitrust lawsuit issues, but they've had a really strong overall performance. And this last month in particular, kind of brought them to an all-time high from a visibility perspective. And so I would say Google, regret to say it, is, is the winner of the month.
0: Google is the winner of the month. Really going out of limb here on the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson. Tyson, I'm going to uh, do what we're supposed to do here and, and take somebody that we actually talked about during the podcast. I'm going to say the New York Times, we've obviously been doom scrolling, as I mentioned, lots of people checking the news. I'm going to call Google out as our winner of the month. Tyson, give me your loser of the month.
1: See and Ben, that's what makes you a great host. Here's so you follow the rules, you stay on topic, you stay on track. You know, it's like I'm still I'm still learning, a bit.
0: Tyson. I appreciate the kind words, and that's not exactly how we roll here at the Voices of Search podcast. I think you and I both know it. Give me your loser already.
1: Yeah, fair, fair enough. So no real question in my mind on this. Like Cora would definitely be my loser of the month. Seeing a fifty percent loss in less than thirty days is quite drastic. I had a feeling when I saw that spike just a couple months ago that it wasn't going to be long lasting. But still, I would say anytime you're seeing that kind of significant loss, you're going to be the front runner for the loser of the month.
0: I'm going to go with Fox News for my loser of the month. I won't go into the politics here, but Fox News has been not only suffering from lack of attention, but also well, let's be honest, I'm going to make it political. I'm just not a big fan of Fox News, so they're going to be my loser of the month. And they're suffering from a loss of SEO as well. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, co-founder and educational chair at previsible.io. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you could visit his company's website, which is previsible.io.